0: Self-serving, persuasive talkers. Of
1: everything and
0: nothing. We, we are, are a Conversation Con artists. artists. What's going on, people? It's your boy, Mr. On Point. Wakanda forever. Also known as Calamity Race. Shit, that shit like a white person. Put some African on that.
1: I didn't want to do a fake accent. Do it. I'm not doing it.
0: Wakanda forever.
1: <laughs> do it like T'Challa. I don't, I can, I don't, I'm not going to do it justice, and I don't want to do it.
0: Whatever. (laughs) Y'all tell me how mine was. And then continue to listen. Uh, We are Conversation Con Artists, back for another wonderful, fantastic episode. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point.
1: And I can be found at red underscore calamity. Also, we're still doing the listener later portion of the show. So if you have a question you'd like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is artist at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, conversationconartist, and send it to us that way. Also, you can send us Reddit letters. Just send us photo shots.
0: Which Colin has done for us. What's up, Colin? Um, but before we get into the the letter that colin sent us or the reddit post uh, which is very long um i wanted to thank randy yes. for sending us art i'm so excited
1: i get mine today i've seen it i haven't i don't have it in hand i get it in hand today
0: <laughs> yes she uh sent us a pickle rick and uh just some other pop art that uh i guess we can post on the page at mine some is point.
1: amazing first of all randy let me just say the way that you have read my personality, kudos, fam, <laughs> kudos. Because the what about uh, with the guy on it that's like a comic strip? Amazing. <laughs> very happy because that's uh-huh. very much me. <laughs> <laughs> it's my life.
0: We got Reddit posed from Colin. So
1: is this gonna make me scream and shout?
0: I don't have my coffee. Um, this says today I fucked up by exposing a customer's affair to his wife.
1: Oh, fuck.
0: All right. And you know what? This could be this could be my story because, or this could be my situation. Not situation, but my dad's because this is how my stepmama found out that my daddy was married to another person.
1: Is so before you read this, let me just quickly. There, I work at a hospital. This shit is like fucking gray's anatomy, okay? And this week we had a person leave work because he got off, come back to the reception desk probably like two hours later, to call his girlfriend from the hospital phone to tell her that he was working late and that it would be after midnight before he got off. The dedication <laughs> for you to come back to work to use the work phone so that that shit would show up on your like the the dedication. And the effort put into motherfucking cheating is just, I was just looking at him like, are you fucking You drove all the way back up into the hood to this fucking hospital so that you could call, so that she would see that it showed up the hospital name to make your story more believable so you could go out and do whatever the fuck it is that you do. Like, niggas, oh, Jesus. Okay, let's, I'm gonna probably get upset. Let's go. <laughs>
0: Let's just do it. Let's go. Today I fucked up. Oh, wait a minute. Name of the email is meat week. Extramarital meat.
1: (laughs) Okay. You know what? That one's really clever. (laughs) It's okay. Kudos, sir. Kudos.
0: Today I fucked up by exposing a customer's affair to his wife. Not safe for work names changed for the sake of the post so this took place maybe a half an hour ago and to be honest there's still a chance there'll be some kickback for this today i'm a 25 year old male i work in a call center and i'm doing so for i'm doing so for the duration of this pandemic while i wait to find out what's happening about going back to university it's no career but it's pretty nice job with some decent people and it's easy all we really do is facilitate switches for people looking for better deals on household stuff usually their internet provider or supplier of gas electricity etc We have agents in the field who make sales, then call us for verification with the customer. Simple, right? Not today. See, usually it's company policy not to do callbacks. Nobody wants annoying call center calls, right? So unless the customer specifically requests a scheduled call back, we just don't do them. I had a customer two days ago looking for a pretty pricey internet switch going from some basic setup to a full TV phone internet package. The works, all the channels, anytime calls to numbers including international 500 plus megabytes per second Wi-Fi and it came up to over 100 pounds a month. I informed the customer who's an impatient sounding guy that because of the price increase, he'll have to have a quick credit check run on him and it'll mean the call takes a little longer. The guy gets all pissed about being busy and saying that he can't waste all afternoon on the phone to some call center, so would it be all right if I call him after the weekend to go through with it? Seems straightforward enough. This is pretty common. People are always up for the sale until they realize they need to spend more than one minute on the phone, but I scheduled it anyway and asked if there was a specific time he wanted me to call. He says anytime is fine and follows it with, if Emily answers just ask her for me, she'll make sure I get the phone and gave me a home phone number. Fast forward to the day and I made a grave error. (laughs) See the application I had from the customer Had his home phone number already filled in Which it turns out was not the same number he'd given me For today's callback I called the number I thought was correct and a woman answers I say without thinking oh hi I'm calling for Steve To confirm his broadband switch We spoke the other day you must be Emily Cue (laughs) uncomfortable pause She says, this is Steve's wife Amanda What do you mean I must be Emily I apologize and said I'm so sorry When I spoke to him the other day he said if an Emily Answers just to ask for Steve And she just goes I fucking knew it I fucking knew it (gasps) And slammed the phone down. After checking the application against the post-it note, I jotted some down on the other day. I realized Steve must have given me the number for where he was going to be today and instead called his I, had inspect, I had instead called his unsuspecting wife at home. Nobody's called in to my workplace yet, but if they do, I don't think they'll be happy. Too long didn't read. Customer gave me a different number to his own for a call back, and I accidentally called his wife and revealed his infidelity now there are three updates do you want to have a conversation about what we know now or read the updates
1: let's have a conversation about what we know now and your camera froze
0: okay Um,
1: (laughs) my thing is why would you even use the house number if this does not have anything to do with your wife and your home address like the home when you went with your wife why put any information down? That includes that number. Like, whatever number he gave, the guy should have been the number he put on the paperwork. Like,
0: <laughs> now, see, what I assume is that they use, he uses this. Uh, see, he ain't, he ain't knew it. Well, he knew it cheating, I guess. <laughs> uh, or, or he's old at cheating and just knew it providing people that he cheating with services and shit. And so, <laughs> it's, he probably used this same company at home with his wife and he take care of the bills. And he didn't remember that you got to have a home number on your whole account. First of all, you got to verify it. They used to the verify shit to make sure you recover your password. And you know what? He wasn't thinking about that shit. And he didn't conceptualize that the person who called back may not call the number he gave them, but may call the number that's on the whole account. <laughs> that is a fucking infidelity oversight.
1: And you gave him a specific name. Because, like, otherwise, it wouldn't have been that the issue is the thing of him. It's not even that he called a house. It's the fact that he called her husband and said, Oh, you must be Emily. <laughs> and of course the wife was like, who the fuck is it? <laughs> wow. Um, I don't so also this week, and this is again why I said the hospital's like crazy that before we get into the updates. There was a murder in a city here, um called Adamsville. I don't know if you saw anything about this. Mm-mm. So there was a young man that worked at the hospital, and apparently he had a a wife and children, but he was also fucking numerous people at the hospital and other people just in the city, apparently. And so what happened is he had a mistress, but he also had a side chick. So the side chick thought she was just a side to the wife. When she found out that she was side to the wife and to the mistress, she got upset, set him up to come over to her house, and her brother-in-law shot and killed him. <laughs> because she was okay with being the side, but she ain't going to be the side side. It's too far, too far removed for her, I guess. Um, and the guy that I previously talked about, who came up to work called call from the hospital, mm-hmm. him and the guy that got killed, Apparently, uh, like a year ago, ha- got into an actual fight on hospital property over a woman at the hospital that they were both sleeping with. And so the guy that came to use the phone, when they asked him about how he felt about the other guy getting killed, he was real cold-blooded. Just like, I don't give a fuck about that. Nigga. You finna be him! Because you out here doing this same shit, playing with people's emotions. Somebody's gonna, you gonna be the next story I read about, my nigga, like, as I'm sure old Betty didn't think ever think that, that that she would set him up. She loved him. Why would she do that? Killed him in his motherfucking car when he pulled up in the yard. Uh,
0: <laughs> I just don't understand how somebody... Like, what do you have to tell your brother-in-law? Who? Her, her, brother? her
1: brother-in-law, I think. Was she okay. married? No, it's her brother-in-law, her sister's husband. Or, yeah. Brother-in-law would be like your sister's husband.
0: But it also could be your... Wait a minute. W- it could be your he... husband's brother. Okay, it could be too. your husband's... Okay, yeah, yeah. It
1: could be, but this was her sister's okay,
0: husband. Okay, I gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, what do you have to tell your sister's... Like, you gotta fuck up your sister's life. They can't... <laughs> what do you have to tell your brother-in-law that this man did for him to be down to come and just shoot a man when he pull up? <laughs> what the hell? I'm what sure the hell you... kind of misguided, irrational loyalty <laughs> these people got out here?
1: well i'm sure he would. so here's the thing i'm sure in order for her to have been okay with being the side like she i feel like that's usually a particular type of a woman anyway and so it's not surprising to me that she is of the caliber where she would be able to talk somebody into murder like i feel like (laughs) there's no telling what she told the brother-in-law happened i'm sure that she didn't just say i found out he cheating on me and his wife (laughs) like i'm sure she didn't tell him that like i'm sure that's not the story she gave him i'm sure it'll come out in trial whatever actually happened but the fact that the guy who came to use the phone like basically laughing about this like you finna be him fool like you doing the same shit that led to his demise and again Niggas don't be thinking that women are gonna like they they think they have these women locked in. So I'm sure he showed up to the house thinking this was just gonna be another one of his regular visits and had no idea that he had been set up for the okie doke. <laughs> I'm sure he had no clue. Uh This cheating shit, I just it, it took, don't
0: matter what kind of it. I mean, I don't know. I just don't matter what kind of yeah. It don't matter what you could tell me. I ain't just gonna be ready to shoot somebody when they pull up in okay. the driveway.
1: <laughs> but you know it's niggas that would though. Like it's niggas that have a certain mentality that it would be easy to get them to commit murder for you.
0: And she didn't even try to like do something to get away with it. Like they could have been like, hey, let's drive to this abandoned park <laughs> on the north side. I'm gonna be like, hey, me, I wanna do something real spontaneous. Let's go to this part of town we ain't never been to. And you know, yada, yada, blah, 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 and just had a dude meet them there and pop them right there. Like, what the heck? Like, there would have been 20 people who could have done it if he <laughs> fucking all these different people. You know, but they not smart, man. Whatever. Not
1: you know. smart and emotional. She just probably was so angry and was probably like, I'm going to have this nigga come over here. JJ, you going to fuck him up? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what
0: happened. Either way, oh. uh, employee, you are not the problem. No, right?
1: you are not Steve the is the
0: problem. They should
1: have been do like, and the thing about cheating is that everybody always ends up getting caught because you can't think of every every possible scenario. Like Steve didn't think about the fact that he had given this man his home number, and the home number was on file, and that he just had to trust that this employee who was talking to him for like five minutes was gonna remember. Two days later to call the number that he wrote down and not to call the number that's on the fucking uh account like you ain't gonna think of everything you gonna make, you' gonna fuck up some shit some some go, you're gonna miss something especially if the person that you're cheating on has already become suspicious women are the best detectives. tell you something once a woman becomes suspicious of you and she's the kind of person who would who would do background and shit, women are like amazing amazing detectives okay she's gonna find the shit she's looking for (laughs) like she is and either she might be the kind of woman who you can sweet talk her in the stand or she might be the kind of woman that sets you up for murder i don't know you
0: don't know (laughs) uh you know Amazing detectives, yes, but with a, a drawback, which would be very emotional. Yeah, they are. So they may find out exactly what happened and be like, I, I called him and then crown a bench for four hours while he getting out of town. You or know?
1: they act like everything is fine and have him come over to their house and their brother-in-law <laughs> and pop him full of land. <laughs> like, here's the thing, you don't know. You don't know. Because women, women, I, I think I've told this story before. When I worked at the university that I worked at, that one of the adjuncts used to be the warren at a women's prison. And he said he would never, ever, ever work at another's women's prison. He would much rather work with men because women are sneaky. He said that the, the worst shit that he saw happen, happened at the women's prison. Men are straightforward. Men going to come at you, right? Women plot and plan. <laughs> okay, women set shit up. And he said he would never work at another women' prison ever again, ever again. He said he couldn't do it. <laughs> so, for as long as you're able to 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 depend on those emotions working in your favor, where she's so emotionally connected to you that she's willing to stay even when you fuck up, you go, you good. But once that shit take a turn <laughs> and those emotions switch towards rage and anger, you in danger. <laughs> You ain't even gonna know it because, like...
0: Oh. Just know that playing with people's emotion is like uh, playing hot potato. <laughs> you know? It's only a matter of time before you hold that shit too long and it fuck you up. All right? You can't goddamn play with people's emotions. You can't, you can't calculate it. You can't, you can't. calculate... A person fed up. Somebody will have a dream about your ass and wake up like I'm gonna kill this motherfucker. Yes. And you just going about your regular day. Yep, fucking bitch, number one, fucking bitch, number two, fucking bitch, number three. And now you get pulled up on, you pull up in the driveway, and now you got bop, 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 got all them bop bops in your ass.
1: It had no clue. That's the thing. Like, and i said this before about like women and men that don't know women. Women when they yelling and screaming and cussing and fussing at you, you still matter once they just like, Oh, okay. it's You either in danger or she done and she finna fucking leave you, but you don't know which one it is. Okay. (laughs) You don't know if she's just being like nonchalant because, you know, she just don't, she just decided she's just gonna let you do what you do and stay with you or because she didn't set you up and you finna die today. You don't know. And it ain't worth it to me. Like I just, the the effort that people in general, men, it just seems like men do this a lot more, or maybe they get caught a lot more. But just people in general, I don't understand the concept of cheating. It's too fucking much. I ain't got time.
0: Um, what? the reason that men get caught more is because they they have this sense of entitlement. Uh, it's not always with men. It's not always that they were really trying not to get caught is that they were being secret about it because of uh, social standards. I mean, it ain't even about that lady, (laughs) you know, his lady that he cheating on. I think that there's a level, level, level of entitlement that men believe they should be able to have this thing. And when they get caught, they just be still nonchalant about it. Like, you know, whatever. You know, I think that like infidelity fucks your status up, you know, and so. Even if you don't give a fuck about the lady, you still have a reason not to uh, get caught based on how your peers going to look at you or your profession going to look at you or your faith is going to look at you. But at the end of the day, for women, it's related to a whole host of shit. Guilt, shame, embarrassment, uh, bad decision, bad relationship, red flags you already been seeing, Um, self-esteem, self-worth, why he need another bitch instead of just me. Men don't have them emotional experiences when it comes to cheating, um, for themselves. They don't think about that shit, Uh, and it's a different experience when they get cheated on too, because it go back to that, it go back to that ownership shit, that property shit. Like you, you know, like I, my excuse, not my excuse, but my uh, example is like, my Xbox is my property. If I came home and my Xbox was gone. (laughs) <laughs> and I found out that what my Xbox did was went to somebody else's house and played it <laughs> and let somebody else play it and came back. I'll fucking bolt that shit down next time. You ain't going no goddamn where. Because when I got home, I couldn't play the place of the Xbox. Or my save files was different and shit was modified and altered. So people who have this internal expectation that women are property that's how they feel about when they woman leave and, and do something with somebody it's like that belonged to me can't nobody else mess with them save files and you You
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> saving over my games and
1: this is why
0: putting batteries have... in my controller <laughs> all this is when i have
1: conversations with people about cheating and and i hate when people say to the person that got cheated on you know well are you gonna let this break up your family i'm not gonna let shit break up the family I, i'm not responsible the motherfucker who decided to step out is because here's the thing people throw that guilt trip on women when when husbands or baby daddies or you know boyfriends that they got kids with cheat like well you gotta think about the family i can uh, guarantee you that 99.9 and it's a 0.1% of men out there. But 99.9% of the time, if the shoe is on the other foot and the woman step out and get caught cheating with another nigga, niggas is not finna be like, oh, let's protect our family and I can forgive you and I know you just made them. It ain't finna be none of that shit. Like, you don't get that sympathy, I guess, or you don't get the, the they don't get the, the, guilt trip to stay which is why it just fucks with me when people do that to women like you're not finna i'm not finna no it's not my responsibility to say shit he fucked it up so now i'm supposed to care about this this marriage this family this relationship when he didn't care about it now this daughter does the, the responsibility is on me because now if i don't forgive this cheating ass motherfucker i broke up my family get the fuck out of here with that shit like that's not how that works and again, that's not how it works. If Men that have babies on their on they woman, like, if she got pregnant by another nigga, again, 99.9, there's that one, that 0.1% of men who would stay and work it out and risk his, his partner calling him a simp <laughs> and mm-hmm. calling him a bitch for staying with a woman that got a baby by another man. But most men ain't finna stay. But you expect her to stay when you go fuck it up and make another baby? Like, no. That's why this shit don't they don't rock me. They don't touch my emotion when people be like, but you she's breaking up the family. I listen. If my husband cheated on me and I found out that shit, I'm leaving. You'd be
0: Here, a, you'd be surprised how many men stay, but it's gotta have a lot more connected to it. Like the men who don't stay are men who like this is like general boyfriend, girlfriend type relationships. I think a lot of men in marriages stay in their marriages. They just a the woman get abusive.
1: pregnant by somebody else.
0: He going to help raise a baby by another man? I don't think so. If he, I mean, I guess most of them cases, the man don't know that ain't his. <laughs> <laughs> so, if we're talking about the rare subset of men that a woman confiding in him that this ain't your baby, then no, they not staying. But we all know that the woman be like, I hope this his. I ain't telling nobody shit. I hope he never take a DNA test for 18 years. <laughs> so, that's a subset. So I don't, <laughs> and we don't got evidence to see what it looked like most <laughs> of the time because most of the time these niggas just be raising, they fall in love with a kid thinking it's theirs and then too late now.
1: I actually had a therapy client like that that um he, uh well, he, he questioned whether or not his son was his son. Um And he didn't know because the kid was like, I don't even know. kid. It wasn't like a, a baby, right? This is a kid he didn't put time and emotion into. Like, kid was like eight or nine or some shit. And a bunch of shit happened to where he started questioning paternity. But that was so hard to watch him go through that because, you know, he had these emotions for this kid. This had been his kid for all of this time. And he was like, I don't know what I'm going to do if, if he ain't biologically mine. Because for him he didn't want to be raising a kid that was another man responsibility, but he loved his son. So he's like this dichotomy of I'm going to be a simp raising this, this child this bitch had on me. <laughs> or I really love this kid. Like he's my son, regardless of whether or not it was my semen that brought him to be like, and just watching that struggle for him. I was, it was sad.
0: <laughs> it is sad.
1: It was very sad. It was hard for him. Thankfully, it turned out that the kid was biological his, so he didn't have to make that choice as to whether or not he was going to continue to remain in his life after he found out that he wasn't his kid. He ain't the choice that was taken away from him because it was his kid, but mm. I can't imagine for a man that finds out that it ain't his child, <laughs> what you going to do? Well, women, I know it ain't my fucking baby, right? Ain't no question. Ain't no, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I ain't gave birth to no baby that ain't my baby. But for me, it's like, you can go, you know, invest time into a child and not know. That has to be emotionally difficult. But what's the update? What happened?
0: What happened? What the hell did I take? Where did I go with the post? Oh, here you go. (laughs) Update. Well, Fuck. (laughs) Angry Steve just called my workplace and has achieved nothing but making himself look like an even bigger fucking dipshit than he already has. Also, for the record, Steve was always a dick who can die in a hole and deserves <laughs> all he gets. The reason for the f- today I fucked up was because I worried about my job. So I haven't worked here very long and I'm still learning things about company policy. And it turns out that when an application is put through by an agent, it must be the applica- applicant's own details according to what they provide the agent. So I was only technically allowed to call the wife anyway, not Emily's home numbers as he gave me. If he wanted to call to a different number, he would have had to have a new application submitted with revised details. It wasn't uh, enough to just give me a different number over the phone, so my job is safe. Phew! However, my manager isn't happy and I'm getting a write-up, but I can live with that. They don't mean much, and I've never had one till now, always on time and have taken over voluntarily taking overtime voluntarily. Anyway, this guy phones up and before saying anything else, leaves the car with one of my colleagues, who, by the way, is a teenage girl and what I think is her first job, and he says, put me on with the little fucking cunt who thought it would be funny to call my wife earlier after I explicitly told him not to. (laughs) Obviously, the poor girl was confused and looked about to ask the room for a manager ASAP. I immediately piped up and said, is it Mr. X from insert location and she confirmed so I got her to transfer the call to my desk ASAP Steve comes on the line and goes I bet you think you're well fucking funny you little prick put your manager on the phone and see if you're so smart when you lose your job so in my most sarcastic overcompensating cutesy phone voice ever I say of course of course sir let me just transfer you to someone who can help then put him on hold for 20 minutes, hoping it would wind him up even more while I found my manager and told him about the whole situation. He explained what I said above and that I wasn't technically in the wrong from a legal standpoint. And then my poor team leader had to quickly explain to Steve that he didn't have a legal claim, but that we're sorry for the distress call. Sucky, I know, but it's a business after all. And now hopefully Steve's evening culminates in his entire life being ruin- ruined. I got a disciplinary write-up, but but it's over now. Sorry for the wall of text, but thanks for the awards update number two oh, for sure. those wondering about the disciplinary it was a formality and was the lowest possible level write-up my company can give it was given as a formality because of disruption to the office the girl Steve Carr was upset and it became a whole thing he argued that I still made a mistake but that I ultimately am in no trouble over it he also cited though on the write-up that leaving him on hold for so long just to wind him up was a spiteful and petty which yeah but Steve deserved it so it'd be like that <laughs> 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 update number three not a continuation of the story but thanks so much for the insane amount of awards i didn't even know an argument argentinium award was a thing so on reddit they give out award they got like the whole list of awards you can give for people for their stories and shit uh, and, and right. how they engage in it i'm glad the story has given you guys as much joy and faith and karma as my colleagues and i today it spiraled to become the talking point of the whole office there has been a bit of a scandal your support over my write-up is touching but i won't challenge it hopefully before long i'll be on the better things this was just uh, will be a funny memory. This has even somehow birthed its own subreddit to the creator of today. Steve fucked up. A special <laughs> thanks again for so much love. You Reddit bunch are the best. Um, and this comment on it. Um, uh, I've done similar things. I work for an online payment company, big one. You can probably guess. So, lady calls up and tells me a payment comes out of her bank each month, and that is to our company name can i check it for her so i get the amount on the date it comes out do security with her she informed me her husband shares the account too but he didn't know what the charge was either she's not tech savvy so it's not sure how to check herself so i find the payment and it's a subscription so i tell her it's a subscription and it's to a website called illicit affairs before <laughs> i see if, she, before i see if she wanted cancelled i just hear jack name changed and her husband comes in like what <laughs> Then I hear lots of you fucking bastard. How could you? What the fuck do you think you're doing? Before she finally hangs up, I felt so bad for her finding out that way, but I'm glad she found out her husband was cheating.
1: (laughs) Oh, the fact that Steve wanted to call back and get somebody fired because you fucked up, sir. You want to ruin somebody else's livelihood because you fucked up. You made a mistake. Okay? You did. And now you're going to be even more of a, a dickhead by trying to get somebody fired, you piece of shit.
0: Listen, if you want to learn how to cheat, just hit me up. Oh, okay,
1: God.
0: I'll help you. I have no moral stake in <laughs> keeping your life sound. You know, if you want to be a dickhole, go ahead. <laughs> I won't feel bad about it. It's going to cost you, though, okay? I'm just going to give you all some quick tips now, all right? First off, you don't have to use the same companies to do anything with. If you're having an illicit affair with somebody that has another home, just fucking use another company. All right. Just use another fucking company. Number two, there's nothing wrong with opening up another fucking bank account. Okay. You can have more than one bank account. You can have bank accounts at a whole bunch of different places. You know what? You can even have a bank account at the same bank and you can open up a fucking business. Okay. You can open a fucking business and pay a person from a business account. You can do that shit. Okay. Not only that, but you can also, this may be thinking a little bit forward, use the other fucking person's information and name instead of yours. <laughs> you don't have to use your name. You can make up some shit. They don't verify a goddamn thing as to who you are when you do that shit, except by car. They do that if you pay them by car. But you don't have to. You can just use the other person's information. Just free tidbits for you. If you want to cheat, holler at your boy. I'll help. But if you get caught, it's your fucking fault. You should have did that shit (laughs) no way. Okay.
1: Thank you, Colin. That was very interesting. Um, I just don't, again, it's the effort that people put into cheating on other folks. It amazes me sometimes. Like I said, the fact that this dude drove all the way back up to the hospital so he could use the phone so that it would show up the work number. (laughs) And he did that twice in that week. He did it two times. And it's just like, uh, like, it's people that you can be with that don't care. Like, uh, I just don't understand. It, It just seemed like it would be easier to find a situation where you could just be with multiple people as opposed to being with somebody who is interested in monogamy and wants that and promising them that. And then you go out here and do all of this other fuck shit. I just don't understand it. It's too much. It's too much um so i know you have some reddit posts so i only have one that i just really wanted to read because it was weird and i i think that you'll have more insight into this because i don't really know much about this okay um so this is a 25 year old male and his 24 year old girlfriend Um. My girlfriend won't forgive me for having an overnight encounter in our D&D campaign, which I'm assuming is Dungeons and Dragons.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) So I know that you played it. So I I thought you would have it because I was I didn't understand. I didn't understand
0: what the fuck was going on. Why
1: why is this? Why are you mad? (laughs) But okay, so like the original post, let me start because he did a bunch of edits we have a four person DD campaign last night the campaign was going fine when my character had an opportunity to spend the night with someone the dm asked if i wanted to and i thought this might lead to something funny or some kind of quest so i thought to hell with it let's do it my girlfriend told me ew don't do it but my intentions weren't to get off in real life or anything but just to see what the dm had come up with my girlfriend immediately had a negative reaction after our campaign she started crying and telling me that she could never forgive me for doing that and that i don't listen to her and i should have she's treating it like i actually cheated on her she said it's my brain that's controlling the character therefore why wouldn't i do something like that in real life i of course would never cheat on her as i care about her and love her very much i tried defending myself but she didn't want to hear any of it what should i do oh and then let me do the edit so edit I don't know, what was the first edit though? This is the first edit. It seems some people are confused about what actually happened because D&D is not something that a lot of people understand. So I get why people probably was like, what? I wasn't writing explicit messages or having sexual talk or actions to another player. It was an NPC, which I still didn't even write messages to. My character basically agreed to go to the NPC's house where a funny narrative ensued, where my character being a hassling was manhandled by this human woman all thought of by the dm and the dm told me if you don't leave now you may never will or something like that so he left edit number two we talked tonight and she explained why she was hurt and upset by what happened. I assured her that I know she has insecurities, but I would never cheat on her. or just dump her for another girl, another insecurity. She told me she wants to stop playing in our campaign, which makes me sad, but it's probably the better option if things like this will trigger emotions like this. Not saying I want to keep banging M- NPCs. She said what happened. She said that what happened just left a bad taste in her mouth, and she just wants to stop. At face value, I can understand why people would say, dump your crazy girlfriend. Your missus is a nutcase. Reroll your girlfriend. Mean, but great comment, by the way. (laughs) Mm. Uh, But understand that our relationship is more than what this Reddit post is about. Relationships are about fixing what's not working, not throwing it away. Thanks, everyone, for your advice. So I get... I get... The premise of of like Dungeons and Dragons and those kind of turn based games like that. I think your camera froze again. Um, but the the I know what a, a non playable character is because I play The Sims, and so there's NPCs that you can interact with that you don't that aren't like significant to the story, right? So I know I get I don't understand. Does that happen often?
0: this shit like do people get this upset uh upset maybe, maybe not so d and d Dungeons and Dragons is just a paper fallout, if you don't know what that is. Fallout is just a game where you're just going around the world doing missions, but it's a paper version, and there's something called a Dungeon master who gets to create whatever scenarios he wants. And they kind of have a foundation of their world set up. But you can say, I want to do this. And with all things considered about their world, they'll create how it happens. And that's that exists within all these pre-existing relationships. So a halfling, uh, like different people don't get along with people. Clearly, orcs, nobody really like orcs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Barbarians are isolated, social, un- unsocial motherfuckers that may not be able to speak. Um, you got really little people like all the races you'll see in like elven shit like Lord of the Rings Mm
1: -hmm. Basically,
0: the end is Lord of the Rings Um, and people get invested in these characters like you roll for a character like you roll dice that determine what your strength is what your Intelligence is all of these different things and people get invested in those characters But the thing is this is a mission uh, this is a game that is full of missions so it's very easy for people to die. It's very easy for people to make decisions that fuck up their health and their strength. And these are characters that you put energy into creating, you know? And so yeah, people really get emotionally bound to this because when you play DD, you're don't you don't you're not yourself anymore. You're you're that character. And our DM had us come up with voices for our characters. You know, mm-hmm. just so sometimes when we want to speak as our character, we'll know who it is. So I had a barbarian named Crunk, <laughs> and he was like six something, like six six nine, and he had long dreads, um, but he couldn't really talk. He could gr- kind of grunt, but it, but he was the leader of the group because everybody could understand him. He he started learning how to talk as he pretty was around much. all these. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But he learned how to talk because he's really smart. But um, uh, but uh, at some point. Uh, Also, I had a a wizard named Emery Goldbeard, and he had a family full of long beards. And um, the DM set up a card game. He had a deck of cards, and um, we ran into this guy in the game called the Card Master. Now, you know, with the way he was DMing, dungeon mastering, we was going to run into the card guy anyway. He wanted that to happen in his campaign. Uh, and I, that's a part of what was problematic with our crew. Like he had these things he wanted to happen and he made them happen. It just wasn't organic as our decisions were, but, um, you pull different cards and it gives you different powers. Um, two people that was a part of this game was Leroy Ketchum and Rockman three K three from nerd play podcast. And so we were pulling cards, and some of us was getting good powers. Um, one of Leroy Catching players died because <laughs> he pulled like the ace, the ace of spades. You know, we we thought it was gonna be good because you know the ace of spades in the ace game of spades is, space. is, is yeah. a high card, but no, it was a black card, so it meant death. And uh, and my, I pulled a card that rendered my character completely hairless. <laughs> It's so odd that of all the people that could have picked that card. But then again, I'm thinking that he could have very well just gave my player that he was going to do it anyway to my player because my player's family had a history of beers, you know. But I don't think so because he had a – well, maybe. He had a whole piece of paper with everything written down on it. He could have just read the one he wanted to instead of the one that it was. But um, I'm saying all that to say that people get invested in these games, and depending on how far along in the game they were, um, she very well could have been invested enough in her character to, to value the connection that they've built in the game. For him to make an in-game decision that would make her feel a certain type of way. you know. But furthermore, to be in a relationship and not know that your girl had these kind of insecurities that you could trigger in a game means that this was probably a conversation that y'all needed to have anyway. You know, I, I hate that it came about this way, but she probably needed to have this conversation.
1: Yeah, it just seems because I don't play, I guess it just seems stupid. <laughs> like it, because I get becoming invested in a character. Oh, um, I, you know, i I've, The Sims 2 is what I play. I'm playing Sims 4 on console now, but I had like created, like, I don't even know if I ever showed you. I had a notebook like I was tracking shit, and my computer crashed, and I thought I had lost all of my progress. So I get me in a minute. I was I was about to loot because <laughs> <laughs> I worked so hard on it. So I get it, but like to that level of like being emotionally invested and getting upset at your boyfriend, like he actually cheated on you because of a decision that he made in this like turn-based game. I just. Don't
0: understand.
1: Yeah. I don't get Your camera's still messed up. Oh, uh, did I turn it back on? Uh, it's black. Yeah. I'm restarting it. Oh. Uh, but yeah. So, I just, I saw that way and I was like, D&D. Because I, um, I remember you playing, because um, it was at the apartment complex that I used to live in. And i just knew i don't have the imagination for that like i just don't think i would become i don't think i would be a good d and d player
0: like, yeah I, you you you, just, you would yeah i don't think so i don't if one if you read books you'll be, be fine Two, if you play Monopoly or or board games, you'll be fine. Because, I mean, think about it. When you Monopoly, you're a fucking real estate tycoon. Making real (laughs) estate decisions. Like, you're not yourself. You know what I'm saying? Just because you invest in creating the character and all of the skills don't make a difference. Plus, you don't come up with anything. You just respond to the world he creates. You know? And so, there is an alignment guide where you choose your alignment between a range, a combination of... um good evil and um neutral and then you have uh wait a minute i'm trying to get it right um, okay you got good evil and neutral and then you have um shit, hold on let me i gotta look it up because i can't think of it now You have uh, lawful good, neutral good, and chaotic good. Then you have lawful neutral, true neutral, chaotic neutral. Then you have lawful evil, neutral evil, chaotic evil. Um, all of the lawfuls just basically mean you're going to fucking obey the law. All the neutrals mean you're kind of in the middle, but your predisposition is toward the good one. And chaotic just means that you just don't follow the rules or systems. And one of them, you may be good. One of them, you may be evil, but you choose one of those and it's supposed to be how you make decisions as a character, right? So if you are lawful good, you're always supposed to make decisions that obey the law, no matter what, you know? So if the DM create a situation where y'all can, um, where, uh, y'all could, uh, y'all find a bag of money on the ground and y'all know it belongs to somebody but y'all could get away with it the lawful good person would decide that no we got to take this to the authorities and that's like that's how y'all characters interact so basically you just responding to the world that they create he'll say stuff like uh so i then will say stuff like so what do y'all want to do do y'all want to go to the local bar and see what rumors are going around about what you know kind of missions are around here do y'all want to go buy things at the local shop um Do y'all wanna, you know, what do y'all want to do? And we basically get to decide what we want to do. And um, you know, so the first thing we would do is go to the bar, see what rumors are are swirling around, and what he'll do is he'll make us roll die that got like an eight-sided die, and we'll roll it, and out of those eight things, we roll whatever we roll, that's the rumor we overhear. You know, we could overhear a rumor that don't that ain't true, or we can overhear a rumor that going to send us on a mission that we're going to be on for three days. It's entertaining, man, because it's more so about, you know, interacting with the people around you and seeing the decisions they make and seeing how they fuck them up. You know, um, <laughs> one notable story is that we had a uh, situation where we went to the bar and uh the bar owner was this uh, this guy and he had a daughter that worked there that served beer. And me and my crew was in there, Leroy Ketchum and um, my friend Tequila and Rockman 3K3 might have been with us, but I was a wizard that could turn invisible when I wanted to. And uh and what happened was this dude um she wasted some beer on the dude and the dude punched her out cold. <laughs> and so, know. yeah, and so my character got up and started some shit. And that shit started going south, so my character just disappeared and just sat back at the table and started drinking his beer. Now Leroy catch him. Now in, let me let me add something else. I might be telling the story wrong, but in D and D, when you roll a dice, it determines how successful you were at the thing that you wanted to do. Right. So if you um. If you roll, if you say, I want to jump up on the table and 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 spin kick somebody, based on your size, based on your strength, you may be able to do it if you roll high enough. So you gotta roll. And uh Leroy Ketchum, he said, I wanted to jump up and swing off of this uh swing off of a chandelier and kick one of the dudes in the chest. And what happened was he rolled like a one. And he jumped up on the table. So the DM said, what you did was you jumped up on the table, slipped because there was beer on the table, hit your head, and knocked yourself out for the rest of the duration of the fight. <laughs> Basically. And so they still fighting, and they still fighting. At the end of the fight, when it's like one person left, I appear because he asked me what I want to do. And I kept saying, stay invisible. And at the end, I rolled a 20. 20. <laughs> And I, like, took my weapon and threw it and hit the last dude in the head and knocked him out and ended the fight. (sighs) But it's just like, so that was a whole dick move I did. (laughs) You know, but, you know, I I see him doing what he did because it's some shit I would never do in real life. You know, but it was just, this was a moment where to see the bounds of the game and see how the DM develops it. So I think that this the fact that he would stop playing D&D altogether because it sparked up these insecurities in her... Is probably the reason why, if he knew about them before this, he probably wouldn't have done something like that, you know. But this game just brings out your imagination in ways oh, yo, ma-
1: he's not gonna about. stop playing, she's gonna stop playing,
0: okay? Well, yeah, e- either way, yeah. Um, but him understanding still, I feel <laughs> like if he had known before, he wouldn't have done this. Shit. Um, all right, so okay. we're gonna replace viral post this week with just I'm gonna do some Reddit stuff. Okay. Uh, And viral post ain't as long as this Reddit situation gonna be. Um, but I'm just gonna read you some um read some stories. Options, Options, yes. Okay. Um all of these holes are deleted. (laughs) So I use this group on Facebook that gathers all of this stuff together and then um I just choose some, and then they click the link, but three out of four are removed. But they got screenshots on the page, so I'm going to see which one you choose first, then go find a screenshot.
1: Okay.
0: Am I the asshole for telling my girlfriend her fetish is gross and too much after saying I was down for it at first? Mm. I'm probably going to read that one anyway, because I want to know what it is. My fiancé's family has a tradition where the groom says, I vow to protect you from ninjas and pirates during the vow. (laughs) I do not want to do this, but she is insisting. Is there a compromise here? (laughs) (laughs) Am I the asshole for taking my ex-girlfriend off my insurance policy to force her to give me full custody of my daughter?
1: Damn.
0: And am I the asshole for blocking my ex's wife when she got mad at me for using the baby name my ex and I chose together and and refusing a paternity test?
1: The pirate thing, I just want to know what what that... I just want to (laughs) know. I need more information.
0: I, I don't understand why this one would be... Well, no, I won't say why this one would be deleted because... Well, the way Reddit posts go viral, if you leave any specific information about something, it's going to be found. <laughs> like, it's going to be found.
1: Especially some shit like this, but, like, I think maybe people just... It's not salacious, right? It's not, like, interesting. It's not, uh, like, love and hip-hop type shit, you know? So maybe people just weren't that interested in it. But I find it very interesting. And I want to know why the fuck this is a family
0: tradition. It's short anyway. Okay. Um... When my fiancé's uncle was married in the early 90s, he ad-libbed a line at the end of his vows and said, and I vow to protect you from ninjas and pirates. Ever since then, everyone in their family says this line is a part of the vows. To them, it's a closely held tradition that has even extended to family friends. (laughs) I've been to three weddings with my fiancé, and every single one of them, the groom, said the line. On one occasion, it got a really big laugh. On the other two, it seemed just like confused people, and the people from my fiancé's family barely snickered. I understand it's a tradition, but I don't want to do it. I'm not a funny person and the thought of even being up there makes me nervous, much less drawing attention to myself by making a joke. But my fiancé says that you have to do this and that she's been looking forward to this part of her wedding since she was a kid. It's become a major issue for us and we're upsetting each other over, all the time over this. Are there any solutions to this that I'm not thinking of? Thank you for offering your opinion. <sighs>
1: uh, it would be easier if it was switched, right? The problem is that he has to be the one to say the shit. <laughs> like if it was just like the tradition of, like if it was his family who had the tradition and all she had to do was stand there and let him say it be different him actually being the one that has to say that shit, like and it ain't even like it's there's the story but i don't know
0: man i it's just not me it's just not that big of a deal it just wouldn't be that big of a deal for me but as a person that's not funny i just don't know if that that's that gets it i just uh, i mean i think you could just i think you should work on doing it practice your vows and just do it you know like this is what your lady wants and they you know wait is about the lady right that's what they say that's what they say, but I
1: I don't know I don't know that you want to start your marriage off being forced to do something that makes you uncomfortable. Like he sounds like he this is more than just like he thinks it's stupid. Like he sounds like he got some like social anxiety. Like he already nervous about being up. That this is not something that he wants to do. Uh, and it's not. I was I was waiting to hear that it's like I don't know like more. Family involved. It's just a dumb thing that her uncle did one time that they all decide, ha ha, let's keep doing that shit.
0: I guess I'm looking at it like, will it be harder for him to have done it? Um once he processes and moves forward and then they marry, or will it be harder for her her to live without with not having something that she wanted? Because at this point, there is a social context around her family, cultural context around her family. It's something that she's glorified in her head, whether we agree with it or not. She done made it a thing since she was a kid. And she been seeing it at every wedding. He seen it at three, she seen it at ain't no telling how many. You know, so it's like, I think it'll be easier for him to get over that shit after it's done than for her to realize that she didn't get something that she don't want in her, her vows for the whole time. You know, I. Well, if, they're
1: supposed. <sighs> Your wedding vows are supposed to be specific to the person, right? This doesn't have anything to do with her. This is again, it's something her uncle said. This isn't. I don't know. Well, it got something I to do with her in the for sense him that having to do this just because, like, it's
0: not. But it's something that she's memorialized, and people memorialize shit that understand all the fucking time, and it's important shit to them. I mean, so regardless of how it looked to us, I mean, she got it memorialized now and she going to feel a certain way if he don't do it and he going to feel a certain way if he have to do it. Yeah. And so there is no compromise. Like, there's no compromise. He's going to have to do that shit or not do it and deal with the, the the out um the reaction to it. Now, realistically, I don't think either one of them have a fucking problem if they, it they don't get their way because it ain't shit if y'all would marry each other then would you not if you don't get this phrase or if you have to say this phrase you know but for me it's gonna be i don't give a fuck what my lady want to do when we get married i'm doing the shit. i don't care said, <laughs> marry naked maybe 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 i'll even marry naked goddamn if i <laughs> if i spend my time getting swole get shaved up get this half my body Maybe I'll do that shit too, but right now, no. <laughs> I don't know. It's just,
1: again, I, it. I I would not want, and I mean, maybe it's because I, I don't have like strong ties to my family just because of family trauma, but I wouldn't want to embarrass, I wouldn't want to make my husband do something that was going to embarrass him on our wedding day because it's our wedding day. But I also am not somebody that looks as a wedding. As like it's her, it's just for her. Cause I don't really give a fuck about having a wedding. Honestly, I would much rather go to the courthouse and have a reception. And I hope whoever I end up marrying is down with that. Cause I really don't want to have to fucking plan no goddamn wedding. That shit sounds horrible to me. It sounds like a lot of fucking money. It sounds like a lot of fucking stress. And I would just much rather plan a reception than a fucking wedding. I don't want to do the shit. So because of how I feel about weddings, to me, it just don't seem like it's right to, to force him to be uncomfortable there's some shit. But that's because weddings aren't that big of a deal to me. Like, I don't give a fuck about this shit. It's a day. It's a day in the big scheme of, of, of this marriage that we gonna have. I don't give a fuck about no wedding.
0: <laughs> so you might never get married. Why you say that? Um, because... If you don't put no pressure on no man to get married, girl, you ain't gonna get
1: married. Uh, you know what? I would have said that before this last person that I talked to. <laughs> Cause I feel like he would have been pressuring me to get married. I think mm. there are men that
0: Well, if you met him, you ain't gonna meet another one in 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> if you met him already and that shit didn't work out, then I'm sorry. You, you it got didn't your... work out
1: specifically because he was pressured. Like I felt like the dude in this, like he was just pressing for a lot more than I. Was. I'm like, we just met. Like, relax. Calm
0: down.
1: Blow it out. <laughs> well, hold on. You want to do too much.
0: Calm down. Oh, just come Netflix and chill That's for it. now, and just don't be worrying about that extra shit. Yeah. Relax. Breathe a little bit. God damn it. <laughs> Meet parents <laughs> and shit. Like, what the fuck is you talking about? We didn't know each other. That long. First
1: of all. I have to make sure meeting my parents is a whole fucking ordeal. And I've literally only taken two people ever in my entire life to meet my family. <laughs> that ain't no shit that I do lightly. My family's crazy. Uh, and I just don't want to do it. I don't want to deal with it. So like, Him pressing for that and he was ass-talking about moving in together and shit, I, I like my space. <laughs> like, mm-mm. I'm not that girl. I know there are women that are like, they the ones that are like let's move in together i want to meet your parents and why haven't i met your parents? i'm not her i'm not her
0: you are not <laughs> and if he knew you well enough he would know <laughs> yes he would know he should have been trying to find his own damn place to live yeah
1: <laughs> pretty much um so yeah i mean i may not get married because I, I don't give a fuck. like i don't care marriage it's never been and again this is probably my own trauma showing his ass but like It's just never—it's never been a big thing to me because the marriage that I saw between my parents was bullshit. (laughs) So like, it never—I was never the girl that was like, "Oh, I want this wedding dress, and I'm gonna have to do this at my wedding." Like, never.
0: That's probably my situation too. I mean, my mama—I mean, my daddy was a philanderer um, until he went to jail, and then they got a divorce while he was in jail. And then my mama married a couple of stepdads who was trash, you know. So it's like. Marriage can come and go, but what about the shit that will make you stay? Yeah. You know? Um, What about who the person is? What about the character of the person? What about the, the fact that you want to build with that person? I don't have to be married to do all of that shit. No. Nope. But I can be, because that's how little of a fuck I give about it. It's like, yeah. I don't care about marriage to the point that, you know, I don't have to have it, but... The odds that I meet somebody who don't want it equally or don't care about it equally as me is too slim to to not want to get married. If I found somebody that offers me the things that I desire to have in a relationship from them.
1: I have less of an aversion to marriage than I do to weddings. Weddings specifically is just the dumbest fucking shit I've ever like. It's such a colossal waste of money for one day. Like you could have went on amazing, like. Even the people who go on good honeymoons out they have a bit with, imagine the honeymoon you could have went on if you had invested that money into that or like invested it into getting a house or like into the future that you're going to build with this person. Like it's one fucking day and I just don't understand it and I really want no parts of it. So I really hope that I meet somebody who even if he wants to get married, I'm down with that. You want to get married? We can get married as long as a, a, you know a suitable amount of time. Like I feel like we in a marriage kind of place. Where we can tie our shit together legally but the wedding shit that's gonna be a hard sale for me (laughs) it's gonna be very hard to sell me on planning out this big ass party for other people i just don't it just doesn't make sense to me it's a waste of money to me yeah like Uh, i have a horrible i have a bigger version to weddings (laughs) i go to the shits but i don't like when people ask me to be in weddings because basically what you're asking me to do is spend you know, 400 plus dollars. That's what you, when you're asking me to be in a wedding, I see dollar signs.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's my problem too.
1: You asking me to buy a dress that I'm only going to wear this one fucking time and I can't return it, and shoes and get my hat, like, I see dollar signs. When somebody says, could you be in my, I don't get upset when people don't ask me to be in a wedding.
0: I have not been in weddings um, because a couple of times I couldn't, and one time, you know, he switched up onto me at the end, um, which is fine. And he sent me, and I didn't know how well he knew me until he sent me the message after, because he didn't send it after, after the wedding. Like, they planned to get married earlier on and asked me if I'd be his best man. I said yes, out of obligation. <laughs> and then they canceled that wedding. And so when the new wedding came along, I didn't hear nothing from him. I got an invite to the wedding, but I wasn't the best man. And so I was happy. You know, I was like, okay, oversight or whatever. But after the wedding, he sent me a message and said, hey, um, I know that uh, I know that you were my best man before. But of all the people in my life, I knew you would be the only one that would really have no problem with not being that. Oh, yeah. And I just I I, like I respected him so much from that because I don't think nobody else would have knew that shit to that degree. You know, but I was like, damn, this nigga do know me, you know, you <laughs> know I don't fuck with that shit. And so I successfully <laughs> haven't been in that shit because I just don't want to pay no extra money to be just to witness your shit.
1: Yeah.
0: And it better fucking last because I want my money back. If it don't, you paying me fucking back. Yep. I'll pay a quarter. You giving me 75% back <laughs> if I pay to come to your wedding, that sh- to be in your wedding, that shit yeah. don't work out.
1: Cause attending is different. Attending, I'll attend all day. But if you want me to be in it, be a part of it, have to buy shit, I'm invested in this marriage. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: like you owe me some money. Yeah, cause it's expensive. At least you get to rent a tux. You can't rent dresses. You have to buy them shit. Them just be two hundred plus dollars for your day. <laughs> and I'm not gonna be comfortable asking nobody else to spend that fucking money, like, because it's unnecessary. I don't get it. I, again. This is probably my own family trauma that's speaking, but I just don't get it. I don't, this is stupid. <laughs> I want to have a wedding. I have a big
0: version to that. Alright, so let's hit the next one up. Am I the asshole for telling my girlfriend her fetish is gross and too much after saying I was down for it at first? have no idea what this is about to say. Have not read it? I'm scared. I am too. Because I feel like if he done bought this to read it, this shit might be tough. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I know it sounds like a dick move, but hear me out. Also, if you get queasy over grossed out themes, don't read this. Oh my,
1: oh God. my fucking God. On point.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> oh alright you All right, y'all. You know we talk about fetishes and shit. Let's just see how some people are living out here, okay? <sighs> Let's look at it like that. This is a research, research moment. Okay. My girlfriend is kind of a fiend and it's hard to keep up with her, but it was never gross before. It was weird, but not gross. Like, it was it was weird, but not gross. Like, she likes to dress me up like a girl and put makeup on me, and then she pegs me. But I'm down with that, because even though it's weird, it doesn't hurt, and it's not unpleasant. But recently, <laughs> she told me about her fart fetish, and I said I was willing to try, but it would be weird farting on her. She said that she actually wanted to be the one farting on me, which was kind of scary, but I was still down. She took an inulin powder and ate eggs and fish.
1: Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) We used the straps in the bed we already had to restrain me. She took everything off and sat on me, aligning her a-hole on my nose. And you can guess what happened next. After about ten disgusting blows to the nose, I felt like vomiting and said the safe word.
1: (sighs) What?
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, hold on. I got to find my space where I was at. (sighs) <sighs> after about 10 disgusting blows to the nose, I felt like vomiting and said the safe word. She said, what? Come on. It's only been 10 minutes. I told her that was fucking disgusting and the one of the worst things I ever went through. <laughs> but she said, yeah, of course it's disgusting. That's why it gets me off. You said you were down and now you're shaming me after five minutes of trying it. It's one thing to not like it, but it's another thing to call me a disgusting person. She was mad at me for the rest of the day. Am I the asshole?
1: I mean, okay,
0: so I mean, she's literally the asshole.
1: She's literally <laughs> like you. He was willing to try it, and I think his reaction is not him kink shaming her. It's just the reaction to something gross being done to
0: him. Like, oh. Uh, and she ate what? Fish and eggs? Oh, man, it must be horrible to have a girlfriend whose fetish is just disgusting shit. Like she wants to peg him. Your camera froze again. Um,
1: it, uh, and I mean, he has been willing to. I, I don't think it's fair that he doesn't get credit for the thing. He was willing to try, because let me tell you something about what red would not have even been willing to fucking try okay as soon as that was brought up and that was a thing i would have been like fuck no you're insane not gonna happen not with me <laughs> like he was at least willing to try and she just sat on his face that oh yes that does make me queasy oh uh, i don't think that he's an asshole i think the girlfriend is an asshole um because basically she didn't get what she wanted like you need to you have even with you having a fetish you have to be respectful of other people not having you know what i'm saying he was willing to try he tried it he didn't like it you have to respect that
0: yeah that's how that shit works like you can't (laughs) he can't be forced to do it he tried and this is how consent works you yep. can give consent and revoke consent, and it's fine. I yep. mean, that's just how it works. You have to have people's consent to do things. He was willing to try. He didn't like it, and it's over now.
1: That's just what it is. You got to move on, ma'am. You're not going to get to, you know, find somebody that wants to be farted upon. I don't know. Oh, God. Just. Uh,
0: fuck. This that's that. so serious. I didn't even know there was something that you can take that make you fart more. Uh, I mean. I didn't even know that.
1: I didn't know that. I guess for people that get like constipated or like and need the release of the gas, I'm sure. Sh- I mean, it makes sense that something would exist. But
0: <sighs> I mean, I ran into a, a porn star that I used to watch who just was on video just farting. A whole bunch of them do that, and they just—it's disgusting, man. I just can't <sighs> watch that stuff. It's not—it's not appeasing at all.
1: Uh, uh, mm. uh, I'm queasy now. <laughs>
0: But everybody in here in the post is pretty much saying the same thing. Not the asshole. The most important thing in sex is consent. Once you revoke consent, she should have respected that. You tried it, you didn't like it. That should have been the end of it. You use the safe word and she shamed you for doing so. Mm-hmm. That's not how these things are supposed to work. You're not the nope. asshole. Somebody said why <laughs> in um, parentheses, smelled T A. <laughs> so you smelled the asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Um, not the asshole. You're allowed not to like her kinks. You're allowed to try kinking the side halfway through that You don't like it anymore from what you've written. It sounds like you call the kink and the experience disgusting, not her, which makes you not the asshole. She sucks for getting angry at you for safe wording and wanting to stop. So yeah, you're not the asshole, man.
1: No, you did what was supposed to be done. She was trying to shame you into continuing to when do it by trying to make you feel bad by not wanting to, which is not the way that those situations work. Like, you tried it, you didn't like it, so that's the end of it. Yeah. It should be the end of it. She's the asshole. Figuratively and literally.
0: Yeah.
1: That's whole fucking disgusting. I can't I'm crazy now. Let's do I'm huh. Let's do one more so I can get this out of my head.
0: I'm gonna do the insurance policy one. Okay. And now, you know, I've I've worked with families that have been in situations where they um have custody issues, and one parent is not doing what they're supposed to do, be it not letting them see the kid, or talking bad about the parent, etc. That's why I need to
1: know what was happening that caused him to use this tactic. of I know,
0: I know, but I was going to say like, don't take stories like this lightly if you ever feel like you may have a child, and you may be at odds with your baby mama or baby daddy, and this is what real life people start to figure out how to do once shit goes down the drain. All right. Me and my ex-girlfriend, Haley, have one daughter, L. I I genuinely don't know if, what, if I was right to do what I did. Around four years ago, Haley had a very bad accident that ended with her being wheelchair-bound. This caused her to develop a lot of resentment towards me. She would get angry if I worked out or played any sports, so I stopped doing anything physical mostly. We tried counseling for a year and things didn't improve. In the end, we broke up. Ever since Elle was born, I took out private insurance for me, Elle, and Haley. This helped out a lot when she had her accident. Post-breakup, I still kept her on my insurance because she couldn't find any work, and I knew if I dropped her from the insurance, she wouldn't be able to afford any treatments. It's been two years since then. We have 50-50 custody, so I don't pay any child support. In the beginning, I kept it very keen how to make sure that she didn't resent Elle like she resented me. She didn't, so I relaxed. She is still on that insurance because she is not able to find any job except welfare. I wanted both Haley and Elle to be well, so I kept the insurance. Half a year ago when Elle came to stay, I noted that she was very depressed and had gotten very fat compared to before. Nothing overweight. But Elle does ballet, and I've never seen her put on that much weight. Turns out Haley forbade Elle from doing ballet because Haley used to do ballet, and Elle is just trying to rub her face in it. The same for any physical activities like sports or exercising. With the quarantine, it must have been hell to live like that. Elle pretty much broke down and said that for the past few months, things have been escalating to the point that she is scared to walk inside her own house she just stays in her room and comes out only to eat Elle just begged me to go to court so that i can get full custody Elle is at an age where her opinion matters in court but it's almost impossible to get 100 percent custody in my state unless i can prove incompetency according to my lawyer yeah so i dropped her from the insurance Elle was supposed to stay with me for the next six months Haley couldn't get a job she wiped out her savings and she had to pay for all her treatments it was getting to the point that she couldn't even afford to get basic things for herself let alone Elle I also applied for sole custody. Given her financial situation and the pandemic and Elle's preference, the judge gave me full custody with supervised visitation for Haley. Haley didn't have a good representation at court due to her financial situation. Also, there's a pandemic going on. I left an already vulnerable person without any medical insurance. I know I did what I had to to protect my child, but I did so by taking advantage of the medical expenses of a disabled woman. Elle is happy. Haley obviously thinks I'm a manipulative bastard. Everyone seems to have mixed opinions. Am I the asshole here? Also dropping her from my... Insurance was completely legal. Legal. I'm not from the U.S. Fuck. This is complex. I mean, damn. This shit complicated as fuck.
1: It is. (laughs) (sighs) So, (laughs) damn. In any other situation, I would say he was an asshole. Considering that the child was starting to have some emotional abuse going on from the mom, um. I don't know, man. It's That's a tough one.
0: Bruh. It's, because it's, it's really the tough that she
1: has supervised business with a little girl. And she she needs some therapy to address this resentment that she has about the accident that led to her not being able to do the things that she can do.
0: Yeah, you can't live a whole life just sitting in, in the mall in your wheelchair looking around like, look at all these motherfuckers. Walking <laughs> like you can't live that kind of life in that situation, so I don't think the counseling that they went to should have been for them as a couple. I think the part. counseling should have been for her yeah. as her experience. Uh, but the essence of this whole post is that he, the the the, the asshole part, is that he had the power to sabotage her ability to get representation and a fair chance at having her child but But on the other side knowing that that child was suffering because of this situation was also in the best interest to protect the child and i work with kids so i feel like the best pathway to protect the child is the pathway that should be taken and you know what i wish that the child wouldn't have had to experience her mama in that way to find this out yeah you know, I wish that the child, I wish that he could have, you know, figured that out early enough that maybe in the future, some of this can be resolved, you know, well, but this it, is going to create more resentment to both of them. Yeah. Oh, she's
1: going to, the mom probably hates both of them.
0: Um, I wonder how much the mama know about the child championing for this. I mean, the child probably, probably in court, the child in court probably at some point had to be like, "Yeah, i I t- going to stay with uh, my dad.
1: Yeah, I don't want to stay with my mom. Um, and it is unfortunate that he had the power to do so. But the reason he had the power to do so was because of the very same accident that she that it was creating this hostility in her towards her child. So, I mean, and look, I'm gonna say this. He said he's not from the U.S., but even in the U.S., like it, the way that the court swung towards mom. Is unfair sometimes because so you know women you have to really i mean you got to be a fucking when i see men that have custody of they they children full custody like when i'm out here dating and i see that shit i know the mom had to fuck up majorly she either had to say i don't want these little motherfuckers here take them or she had to have been doing some really terrible shit because the court swing in the favor of the mom and so what that does to a lot of dads is they have legitimate reasons to want to be the sole or to have primary custody of the child because the mom is out here fucking up, and even with them having legitimate concerns and reasons, the shit don't go in their favor because they're men, and I don't think it does so it they have to result to this kind of shit, like how else am I going to be able to get custody to take my child out of a situation I know that they don't need to be in, but the courts ain't helping me with mhm and so this happens a lot where Men have to do these like underhanded ass thing. And it shouldn't even be that way. It should have been enough for that child to say, my mom, you know, I'm having issues with my mom. I don't want to stay there. Um, I don't feel comfortable staying there. That should have had enough weight. You know what I'm saying? But it doesn't. It don't. hmm. Um, it's a complicated situation, but I think I don't think he's an asshole. And he feels bad and it isn't it's not like he's gloating about it. He's not like, ah, bitch, took your kid, you ah, took your insurance. You like, he feels bad about it, but he also knew he, he had to do something to make sure that his daughter wasn't going to be emotionally abused. It's a tough situation. He made a tough decision. I don't think it makes him an asshole. I think it makes him somebody who made a very tough decision in a fucked up situation
0: yeah i think that
1: um i don't think she's an asshole i think she's a person who went through something traumatic and didn't get the help she needed and she got a big ass chip on her shoulder i don't think she's necessarily an asshole i think she just she had processed that's a big ass ch- if i lost the ability to, to uh, my mobility i don't even know that's tough yeah and especially for somebody who was active and athletic and was doing ballet and all that kind of shit, like that's hard too. So I don't even I don't think she's the asshole. I think she's a hurt person that didn't get help. And she still needs to get some help for this. That resentment's just gonna grow and it's gonna go out to not only him and her and the daughter, but everybody. She is gonna be that person sitting in a wheelchair in the mall, like, look at these motherfuckers walking around. <laughs>
0: So, the comments are pretty much saying that he's not the asshole because he got the child out of a situation that she begged to be out of and that uh, the wife buried herself in grief and, you know, so he got it. Uh, This one person says, like Haley, I watched my entire life fall apart after a whiplash injury. It sucks major balls, let me tell you. It also got me searching out peers who understood what I was going through. What I pretty soon realized is that there are a lot of very bitter people in that group, as well as people who feel guilty constantly for not being enough for their families. I learned to adapt and deal with my grief to an extent where I now often complimented for my positive attitude towards life. Usually I say it's because I had time to mourn my own death and chose to do it full on. It really feels like a death and the grieving process feels very similar. That also gives me the idea that fellow mourners will act in the same way Act out in the same way they would if it was a loved one that died. Grief can be so very aggressive and violent. The pattern your ex seemed to follow is similar to the one where Elle would be punished for being alive if one of her siblings had died. If that was the case, then your ex would probably feel she needed therapy to deal with her grief, but she isn't thinking that same thing is necessary with physical pain. It's clear I have a lot of sympathy for Haley, but I've also heard people like Haley crying about how they've torn their families apart and you stepping in not only the right thing to do for Elle, but also for Haley. Hopefully, Haley will pop out of her bubble at some point and see how much damage she's done and at least be grateful that you intervened and protected your kid when Haley wasn't able to. It's a harsh move, but very few of the chronics I've met would have said that Elle should have should be left in that abusive household and suffer alongside her mom. Whatever it took, you needed to get her out of there. If possible, I get Haley back on the insurance now she promises to go to counseling. Elle shouldn't stay there as it is, but to try to better their relationship for Elle's sake... It could do wonders if someone helped Hayley through this. I heard a statistic saying that 50% of quality pain patients will get depressed as a direct result. This is not uncommon. She needs help, but Elle should definitely be your number one priority, not the asshole. And hopefully Elle will once again see her loving mom with a pain monstrous slate. Um that's a good perspective. It is. That's a good perspective, and that's a lot of insight to how loss isn't just relegated to
1: a death.
0: A death. It can also be losing yourself and what you used to be. It can also be somebody moving away and you don't have this thing that you're used to having. There are so many ways that we process losing something. And I think that loss should be determined by how valuable that thing was to us when we have it. So I can imagine you losing your legs. That's a big grief Mm -hmm. to have, you know, a big thing to grieve over. And so that was, I just think I read that because that was a really good breakdown of all of the different experiences and coming from the other side of the experience, yeah. how you deal with it. And that person dealt with that shit head on. And that's uh, admirable yeah. for somebody. Um, But yeah, that's, that's it on those. Um,
1: all right. Well, if y'all have a question or a Reddit letter that you would like for us to read. You send it to our Gmail account, which is ConversationConArtist.gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, ConversationConArtist, and send it to us that um, way. We, we didn't do a show last week, and so then that means that we didn't get to address Chadwick Bozeman um, dying of colon cancer. And let me just say that when Kobe died earlier this year, I felt that. I was sad about it, but it didn't hit me the way that Chadwick um his death did. And I think it's just because I remember the excitement surrounding Black Panther and the um, community that was felt like with Black but we We were so excited. Like the representation in that movie, it wasn't us being athletes. It wasn't us being drug dealers. It wasn't us being drug addicts. It wasn't us being slaves. It was you know, a movie full of strong, amazing black people of all different colors. And it was amazing. And I closely connected him and his role and his portrayal of T'Challa in that movie to that feeling of community. So when he died, it was just kind of like, fuck. like. And to find out how he died. um He was sick that whole time. Like all these movies that he's been making. He found out in 2016 and suffered through it for four years um, and was making movies and doing stunts and shit like sick, admirable. It's amazing. Um, and just the misconception, I mean, people saw that he had got real skinny and, you know, people do what people do. And was talking shit about, you know, he might be he didn't got on drugs or, I thought he was for a role. I thought he was going to play a role that required him to be, you know, smaller. That's what I assumed it was. At no point did I assume anything nefarious was going on. Um, And I didn't think of him being sick. That didn't cross my mind. Um, But one of the actors, I can't remember, in one of the movies that he did, one of the recent movies said that he felt really bad just because in between takes, Chat would have a masseuse that would come in and massage him and his wife would come in and hold his hand and massage his hand and, you know, the actor said he felt like, oh, okay, so he didn't let this Black Panther shit, you know, go to his head. He really feel like he, he's the king of Wakanda. Uh, and so after he found out that he was having the masseuse come in because at that point he was in so much physical pain that he had to have that between takes in order for him to continue to, go on he felt so bad and just you know you don't know what people be going through you don't know what's going on in folks lives looking from the outside and sometimes assuming you know we make asses out of ourselves um that his life um and his death is just i don't know it just hit me really hard and i didn't wasn't expecting it i wasn't expecting him to die obviously but even the the amount of emotion that i felt from his death i was like what the fuck is like why am i just sad about this <laughs> um but that fucked me up man it did it it was unexpectedly fucked me up
0: hmm. that's um yeah it is it, it was really unexpected I read an article that came from his long-term agent that said that he didn't tell anybody because his mama raised him not to make a big fuss about himself.
1: Yeah, I saw that too.
0: And I guess I can... I really kind of understand... I, I value all different perspectives of family culture, especially when it's not like a... Uh, when it's not harming in some kind of way. Like I mean, that, I
1: think that's black. I feel like... I feel like that's a common thread through the black family.
0: Well, I don't know. I think that, I think it's one of two ways. I think one of them represents humility because I feel like that message would be more so that he is big shit walking. So I feel like his mama teaching him that may be more about being humble Mm -hmm. versus the general message of black community where it's like what happened in this house stays in this house. I mm-hmm. think them are two different messages. And the way I read that article, it made me feel like, you know, be humble, walk softly, you know, don't make a big imprint because you can, you know. And so that's what I kind of interpreted it as. And that just might be because he passed and I'm interpreting it like that because of that, you know. But that's way different than the don't tell people shit about your life just because.
1: Well, I think I felt like it was the latter, not the former, because he said he was raised that way. He wasn't big shit before. You know he became who he was so like being raised prior to him being big shit, that wasn't don't make a big fuss because you can't because he couldn't before he became you know the big star that he became so him being raised in that made me feel like it was more that common thread that black families have of you know not even necessarily i didn't think i wasn't thinking of it that what happens in this house stays in this house but i feel like it's just part of the black condition Like, we've been a lot more vocal about shit here recently, especially with all of the the police. But, like, it's been where we just, we suffer, we deal with it, we don't say nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just kind of what we do as a culture, because we had to. Because nobody Mm -hmm. gave a fuck about you saying, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just kind of how it's been. And so I took it more like that, not what happens in this house, stays in this house, but you know, you don't you don't look for sympathy outside. You you figure it out.
0: Mhm. Yeah. Uh and so like I said, I very well may have been trying to interpret it in the best way possible as him walking humbly instead of having trauma that, you know, instead of his mama forcing to cuz you know, what you got to assume or look at is that his mama forcing him to stay silent about his condition. Maybe a reason that he wasn't vocal about it early enough when it happened, you know, maybe it could have been something that could have went got caught in stage one. But because he didn't want to talk about it, maybe talk about it and maybe it just got too late because at the point that you got all the money that he should have had to be able to to treat this, if it would, if he could have survived, he would have. Oh,
1: yeah. yeah,
0: which means that he he couldn't survive this regardless of how much money you got. You know so i you know there a part of me want to believe that it's about that uh that humility that one would have um but you still got to have a level of humility to have something that big going on with you and to still keep it from even the people around you to the point that they can think that you just are high and mighty and you yeah. can still accept that you know it'll be easy to be like shut up bitch, i got canceled <laughs> you know it, you know what I'm saying you can shut well, motherfuckers it, like, up real easy
1: fun. people were being mean online they were saying like look homeless and he didn't respond to none of that like look, he could have easily shut all of that shit up
0: I don't know if you or Cole Jackson or government name or nerd plate remember when we watched Endgame I said that don't look like chat with Bozeman And I was asking y'all, is that him? I was asking y'all, was that him? Because he looked so different. Yeah. He looked so different to me. It looked like he was either computer animated or just not himself. His face wasn't full. He looked ashy on the scene to me. But I was like, that don't look like him. Because the difference between when we saw him earlier is so much different than when we saw him at that point. yeah. 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 So I was like, damn. But... I just never would have thought that it was something like that. Because when you think of people that's that young, driving yeah. in a career, and not fucking telling the whole world, this is what's going on with me, then you just don't expect it for somebody this young. I mean, maybe maybe for John Travolta's wife, she was older. We yeah. knew she had been dealing with breast cancer for a while. So it wasn't that surprising. But like for him to have been so silent about it, and so successful in the amount of time that he was dealing with it. Mm-hmm. That was just, that was like the ultimate, you know, you just got stolen in Walmart parking lot while all you was trying to do was put your groceries in the car. Like, got all my shit, finna go home and cook a meal. And a motherfucker just come out of nowhere and just block, knock <laughs> your ass out cold and steal your groceries. That's what happened with this. It now is- you wake up and you don't even know if you should buy your groceries over again or just go home and take the L or what. <laughs> they probably took your debit card too, so you probably <laughs> fucked up. You you can't do shit now. But that's yeah. like what the equivalent of it was. It was just so deeply surprising. Yeah. And 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 you know, and I hate that this has to be a part of the conversation. But the conversation now is about we was looking for for the Black Panther too. We were. And it ain't gonna be right if they replace Chat with yep. Bozeman even if on the fucking memory yep. of him, it, it wouldn't make like it would be horrible to replace this another person. Yep. And so, but people were saying they want another person. You know, other people were saying we want Shuri like the movies. I mean like the comics. The comics, yeah. I really don't know what to do because maybe they might have been planning to use Shuri on Black Panther 4. <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
1: But I think using Shuri would probably be the most acceptable.
0: Like it'll be the most respectful of it's the, the most because
1: rep- it's, it's not replacing him. You know what I'm saying? Like he's still who he was it's not just taking another actor putting him into that position you know um your camera froze again mm-hmm. but um i think that would be the most respectful and the, probably the most accepted um and it does suck but yeah like people were looking forward to black like i said the community and the sense of just being proud to be black that that movie brought about when a uh, black panther came out i remember that i remember us going I remember everybody doing the the um, X across the H. Like it was just people was taking fucking pictures in front. Like it was a whole movement. It was like a whole fucking thing. Like that shit was amazing. Um, and I think that's why. Like I said, I think that's part of why I I, I so closely tie that feeling to him and his role in that movie. So like him dying I was like damn. Like. 2020 just a bitch like we just got black pimp (laughs) like we just got that shit 2020 fuck you like real that shit was rough like that shit was it was difficult and seeing all these pictures of him and like hearing about he fucking and again this goes back to his humility until he became big nobody knew that denzel washington paid for him to go to a summer semester at, in college. Like, he didn't say shit. He could have been, you know, screaming that to the, the rooftops. And until he had made something of himself, he didn't even mention that shit. Like, Denzel didn't even know. And the final movie that I think is gonna, he finished making was with Denzel, And that just made me sad. It's like, damn, at least, I mean, he got to make a movie with his idol, but shit, this is the last thing he did. There's a, um, it's called Mama Something. I can't remember what it's called, but that was the last uh, movie that he finished. And it was with Denzel. And um, Denzel has spoken before, before his death about, you know, he, he was just, you know, helping out. He, did, he had no idea that some of the money that he gave was going to go to chat with Bozeman and he was going to become what he became. He was just doing what he felt like was right at the time and something amazing just came from that and just his story his life story it just that shit just again i was i only my feelings <laughs> last yeah. week like rest, damn that rest, shit
0: is fucked up rest in peace um yep. chadwick boseman
1: yeah
0: and uh you know i mean i was you know, when black Twitter get a hold of something, it can be good and bad. Because i seen a video of him and Stan Lee meeting up at the gates and walking in there together. And then i seen seen uh, pictures with him and fucking George Floyd standing next to each other. And I'm like, man, y'all need to get the fuck on, man, with this <laughs> shit, What the fuck? Like, Come on, man. Stan Lee makes sense. George don't, Floyd. Like, don't be conflating people's stories. <laughs> like, they both deserve their own goddamn mural. Don't, you know, just let them have their own murals, okay? Um. Okay from south or north carolina one of the
1: carolinas they're supposed to be they had like a thing about replacing one of the confederate statues with a monument of him because i mean he wanted probably the most successful people to come out of you know what i'm saying that makes sense um and the last that i heard is that they i think they were going to like actually do it at first it was a petition for it to be done but i think it's going to be done so uh, that's kind of cool to whichever the carolinas you're from, i can't remember it's north or south
0: He's from out of the Carolina. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, I got it. Echo. Echo. where did that where come echo. from? I don't hear it. What the hell? Now it's gone. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> <No>. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Um, well, I hear it again. Make sure no audio shit changed on my side that I can hear something. Yeah, no. Um, man, William Barr, our attorney general of the country. Do you know? You know who he is? Okay, gonna tell me some bullshit. So, if you watch TV and you see a motherfucker that look like Barney Rubble on TV, that's him. God, not Barney Rubble. Barney fucking Rubble, that's him. Okay. Um, let me see if I can share my screen with you real quick, so that you can see what he looked like. You see Barney Rubble?
1: Hey, Fred. What's going on? Yeah, he does look like
0: Yeah. Damn. sharing. This fucking Barney Rubble looking bitch (laughs) had an interview the other day, and he said that I don't think there are two justice systems. I think the narrative that the police are in some epidemic of shooting unarmed black men is simply a false narrative and also the narrative that's based on race. He also said, I think there are some situations where statistics would suggest that they are treated differently, but I don't think that's necessarily racism. Bitch, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is it then? What is it when a white person or police officer treats a black person differently, but it ain't racism? What the fuck is it? Now, this is his response, and this is going to get to what what I kind of want to talk about that I think that America is assuming but don't want to say. Didn't Jesse Jackson say that when he looks behind him and sees a group of young black males walking behind him, he's more scared than when he sees a group of white youth walking behind him, Bart added? Does that make him a racist? So, white people love using black people as fucking um, catapults to their own racism and their own perceptions. And I think that a lot of white people deny the evidence when it comes to police behavior because in order to believe that the police treat black people differently than they treat white people, then you have to assume that white people and black people act the same in all of these situations. What I think that America, white America, likely is not saying because it's politically incorrect to do so is that they just believe that black people are more bad actors than white people. They ain't saying it. I just I, I need somebody to say it. I need somebody to say, listen, black people are fucking more aggressive, black people are fucking more rowdy, black people are more this, more that. That that that's what they believe. And I need somebody to say it because they ain't saying it, and they saying shit like that, that that bar said because it helps his point. It helps his point of trying to move this conversation away from it being race based he make it seem like it's black-based on the black people's side of how the black people behave and not race-based on the uh, side of the cops. So what he's essentially saying is, yeah, uh, if Jesse Jackson can be more afraid of young black males, then wouldn't it make sense that a police officer is more afraid of young black males? And I think the hard part of this conversation is that the racism that cops uh, perpetuate isn't about the cop being... White so much is more so about that even a good non-racist cop that is in a racist system, which is systemic racism, will have to follow the rules that was created for white people and against black people. If you go to the very beginning history of the police fucking book, the academy, all of the shit that they trained from, it was based off of old shit that just kept being modified. And the original creation wasn't made to help black folks at all. It was made to protect white people and they shit from black people. And so it's only a matter of time before somebody say, listen, black people are just worse. (laughs) (laughs) Black people are just worse than white people. That's just what it is. They're not saying that because it sounds really bad, but that's what they believe. I think that's what they believe. And the reality is, what if black people are worse? If black people are worse, on paper, it's because of what y'all did us. It's because of slavery. And motherfuckers don't like to hear that shit. The motherfuckers like to disassociate slavery with the present because it happened a long time ago. Bitch, everything that happened to you in your first five years of life have an impact on who the fuck you are today. Yep. Why in the fuck wouldn't what happened to a culture all that time ago mean something for a present? Because motherfuckers love to say history repeats itself. So you gotta know your history. You gotta know this about George Washington. You gotta know this about Abraham Lincoln. But when it comes to like black people in slavery and the shit that America don't wanna accept and acknowledge that happened in our country, the motherfuckers wanna say, well, it don't make a difference. Mm-hmm. Our Latino history don't matter. Our Asian history don't matter. Our black history don't matter. Our Indian history don't matter. Our Native American history don't matter. They don't give a fuck about nobody else's history except the history that they have and the rhetoric that they have for the histories that they want, because they got to write the books because they were the fucking the winners. They were the winners. They got to say what happened, how it happened. When it happened, they got to write who the heroes were. They got to make statues for who the heroes were and our heroes get to exist in the fucking shadows. And now when we got an opportunity to have one of our fucking heroes on a $20 bill, we got somebody who is so anti our heroes and so pro, their irrational racist heroes that he'll take Harriet Tubman off of the $20 bill, but won't even talk about taking a, 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 a statue down that represents oppression to a people. That's why Trump got to go. That's why his whole cabinet got to go. That's why everybody that is in the government that has some kind of fucking brown ass nose from Trump. They got to fucking go. This just ain't, This ain't the America that I give a fuck about. And I'm giving less and less of a fuck about it every day. And, you know, I mean, I guess somebody would say it ain't Trump's fault. You know? But you know what? Trump blamed Obama for every goddamn thing that happened during Obama's time. He blamed Biden for everything that happened during Biden's time in the Senate with the crime bill. And so he gonna take this fucking L. (laughs) And I just don't get how Trump... And the whole Republican National Convention continues to talk about how a Biden's America is going to be a lawless place where all kind of turmoil and shit is going on and we actually fucking living in that America right now with Trump's bitch ass. What is your America, motherfucker? I don't get it. But I also don't give a fuck to talk about it anymore. So, uh, I just wanted to talk about where I think white people are going with talking about black people and blaming us for our own situation. Because they do it all the time. They just don't say it's because we are worse and we're more fucked up. But that's it. What you got?
1: You know Jeffrey Star is?
0: Not really. I mean, I know now because you told me to look him up, but I really didn't remember that's who it was right in that moment when you said that
1: yes so jeffree star for anybody that doesn't know is he used to be this like emo punk rocker during um like the myspace days and he has a long lengthy history of doing racist um you probably don't know that part but he's more well known now because jeffree star started his own um cosmetics line that's very popular um and it's sold in a lot of different places. And that's where he's made his money. He has you know millions of dollars behind that um, makeup line. The reason why I'm talking about Jeffree Star is that, so there's a man named Andre Marhold, I think is how you say his last name. Jeffree Star took a picture. Jeffree Star is gay um that's very good very well known obviously he's a man that made a makeup line that he, and he wears the makeup now you ever seen jeffrey star He he's like a fucking alien okay he cuts his shades, his eyebrows off and his head he just look like that quintessential shaped head of an alien like he look like that shit he does uh and so what came out he, he posted this picture of him sitting on the lap of this black man and again, because of his racist past, of course, that way everybody was like, the fuck is going on? What, who is this coon-ass nigga that's letting Jeffree Star use him? What came out is that it's a man named Andre Marhold, who has a whole girlfriend and a baby that he apparently left to be uh, Jeffree Star's little boo-thing, Um. Now, here's the thing about Jeffree Star. I feel like Jeffree Star likes to get straight men and do this, like, gay for pay kind of thing. And the reason why I say that is because the boyfriend before this one was a white man. But it was a man that had no background of being bisexual, gay, anything. And he was in this relationship with Jeffree Star. And their whole uh, rhetoric was that, oh, you know, he he just fell in love with Jeffree. And it was just a, this whatever. So. They finally broke up here, like maybe end of last year, beginning of this year. And he has all these psychological problems now, the dude does. And so then you come to this next guy that Jeffrey gets with. And it's this man who had a whole fucking family who he literally did the, my dad went out for cigarettes and never came back. (laughs) Did that shit. He left home with the girlfriend and the child and went and moved basically moved in with Jeffree Star and and that's what he at now. And the girlfriend has been saying that she don't understand what happened or why he's doing this or what, you know, she she didn't know he like meant. None of this. She had no idea.
0: I bet she did. You think so? Yeah. He probably was getting pegged at home.
1: I don't I I I think that Jeffree Star likes getting men. I don't, because I, I, I don't think that he, I think part of the appeal in this for him is that it shows, like, he's just so amazing that he, he's turning these men. <laughs> I don't, because, I, 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 again, I say that because this is the second man that this has been a situation with. Like He don't just date gay men. He don't just do that. Um, and there are men that are willing to be gay for pain. Jeffree Star got him sitting and taking pictures in Gucci robes and shit now. Like, he cake on the, the men that he having around. The dude that he had before him, he had moved him in the house and bought him all kind of sports cars and all kind of shit. And there are people that are willing to do that shit for the right price.
0: I guess so. And I don't know what... You, I, mean, I mean, that's not... Ain't ain't I'm trying to think of something a man could walk up to me that looked like him. <laughs> even a fine ass woman man. <laughs> like even if they, they were they were born a man and they just look good as hell aesthetically, you yeah. know, and just was like, I used to be a man now, but I can give you this life. No. <laughs> That's not my not my thing.
1: But there are Uh people that, that, you know, they they, there's a price. They got a price. I don't have a price. Like, I don't, so also in a surprise, and surprise twist, Niecy Nash, you know Niecy Nash? Yes. Niecy Nash got married. Mm -hmm. Now, I saw the picture of her on her wedding day and I was like, okay, she got married to this cute young dude. I went to work. One of my coworkers was talking about Niecy Nash getting married. I was like, yeah, her husband is cute. And she was like, that's a woman. I was like, you fucking lying. There ain't no goddamn woman. I saw the picture. She said, go back and look at the picture. That's a woman. So I do. And yes, it is a studly looking woman that she is married. to, <laughs> And she's been married to men and, and nobody knew this. It's like everybody was like, Niecy Nash is gay. Like she like, or at least bye. Like nobody knew. Um. So I mean, there are. I feel like there are people, and I don't think Lisa Nash is like gay for pay. I think she probably was bisexual and just nobody knew. But these men that Jeffrey Star keep getting, <laughs> he find men that got a part. Like I, you didn't? Know, did you watch? Did you watch Tiger King? Yes. You know he had two husbands that were not gay. Yeah. That that one of them got somebody at the on, on the at the zoo pregnant. <laughs> and moved on, and then the other one, like, they were never gay. The other one killed himself, I think.
0: Yeah, by accident.
1: No, it wasn't an accident. He purposefully killed himself.
0: He purposely killed himself, made it look like an accident.
1: Yeah. Um, but, so, I mean, that shit happens. I don't, I don't know where you gotta be in life for you to be like, okay, i don't exchange this for for this lifestyle. (laughs) I don't. I don't know what you gotta be in life. Now, one of them, one of the husbands that wasn't gay, he the one that didn't have no teeth. He looked like he, for the right amount of meth, you mm-hmm. know, he would have been willing to do a lot more. And then the other one that killed himself was very, very young. Um, when he got him, and then the final husband was actually gay. That's the one that's still with him while he's locked up. Mm-hmm. But anyway. I don't know man, the shit was just weird and like the wife, or not the, I think she's just his girlfriend, she came out and was like I don't understand what what I did for him to do this, like I had no idea that this, you know I just didn't know (laughs) like everything was cool one day and he was with Jeffrey the next day and I I I just pray that that never happens to me because I feel like it's not a lot that I would go to prison for, but I feel like in a moment of rage, that might be some shit I go to prison for. Like, don't fuck, if this, if you got questions or if you're bisexual, that's fine. That is absolutely fine. But you don't get to take away my choice and what I want to be with by not being honest. It's going to fuck. That That's something that'll get you fucked up. Like, I feel like I would have a blackout moment. Yeah. And then, not only did you do this, and you, it looked like you being gay for pay, but you being a fucking token like Jeffree Star is gonna use this because people been crucifying him recently here for all of the racist shit he's been. Now ain't gonna be like, look at my my boyfriend's black. I'm not racist.
0: I mean, everybody got a price, I just mean, like all of these motherfuckers, in the silk and diamond, and all these people. That are Trump supporters, they they got prices. The uh, Hodge twins, Candace Owens, their price was fame. They wanted more fame, and the only way to get more fame was to betray some of their ideals.
1: Yeah, but so, fucking a man or getting fucked by him, I don't know if he's a top or a bottom. I'm not sure how that is going. Jeffrey Star seems like he would be a bottom, so maybe Andre is not, but I don't know.
0: I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It but. just
1: seemed like a lot to go through for some Gucci <laughs> for me. I'm not even a man and I, I um, I've discussed my, my my feelings on anal and I'm a woman so like a man being, I don't know. Anyway, neither here nor there. <laughs> I just thought it was an interesting story. And yeah. he ain't saying nothing like Him and Jeffrey just been living their best booed up life. And they really haven't addressed what the girlfriend has said.
0: Hmm. What if he, I'm thinking like, what if he came up to me and was like, listen, I, this is really just a marketing campaign. No sex, no intimacy. You can do whatever your thing is outside of this. As long as you keep it discreet, I'll even provide you a place where you can do your own thing at. But you are to never speak about it and you are to let me to use whatever rhetoric I want in it. And I'm going, number one, make sure you took care of this whole time with all the things you like. And I'm going to give you a little walk away money after this shit is over because we can only do this for so long. Would
1: you be willing to do it because uh, you also got to be, like, everybody going to be like, this clean ass Because, again, the reason why it's a publicity thing is because he is a racist,
0: so. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. But I wouldn't discourage somebody else from not doing it if they didn't have as much, <laughs> as much, Um, <laughs> I guess, integrity is me. <laughs> Maybe integrity is the wrong word, but. I, at some point, I'd be like, uh, you know, if 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 you don't have any moral hangups about it, <laughs> and you ain't really got nothing going on here, you can jumpstart a business after this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, what I'm like, you know what I'm like you never know.
1: But I mean, you he's fucking up his because, like, I'm sure part of that would be he could not tell his girlfriend the truth. He couldn't tell his child the truth. So you just
0: look like a nigga that bad your family? <laughs> yeah, I would definitely wouldn't do this shit if I had a family, if I even considered. it. I wouldn't let a nigga with a family do that shit. I'd be like, bro, you got a fucking family now. You should have did this shit two years ago before your son came here. Now that you're doing it, and you should have broke up with your girl. But now, no, you can't do this shit, cold turkey. You got a family. Fuck that. You need to find another way to be successful out here. <laughs> we, don't, we don't know. That dude might have been on his last limb. He might have been. He said, I'm going to L.A. for work. He he said, I'm going to L.A. for work. He might have been on his way to the fucking Golden Gate Bridge to jump off of that motherfucker. (laughs) You don't know. That motherfucker might have been ready to end it all the fuck now and went to L.A. and ran into this dude and was like, hey, you're attractive. Hey, look, let me tell you something. I can make your life better. You just hang out with me for a couple of weeks.
1: He plays overseas basketball.
0: That's even more reason for him to
1: go to the bridge. He's a small forward, and he plays for this overseas team. I ain't even gonna try to pronounce
0: it. Yep, all more reason for him to go to the bridge. <laughs> like, what is he doing? What is he like? He ain't he like the uh, baby mama didn't say he going to to play ball. They said he going to work. Do they call basketball work? Yeah, it's their job. I know it's their job, but, you know, you're still – I would think they would still go, yeah, he's going to play. He going to hoop, you know, going to work. It's like, do they really know? I don't know, man. But anyway, he ain't making the NBA ball, so he overseas, mm-hmm. and, and he got this baby mama here, and he ain't getting paid enough because of corona now. <laughs> the NBA going to find a way to play, but you think overseas ball really playing like that? So maybe work now wasn't even – you know, basketball. Maybe working now was a fucking warehouse. He gotta go to the work, even though his skill set is fucking dunking on motherfuckers. Small forward. He, you know, he may be dunking on motherfuckers. Yeah, he gotta be dunking on motherfuckers as a small forward. No, not necessarily. He could be a small forward that just don't don't dunk like that. For but either way, he um he might be working at a factory and he might be fed up with that shit. And this is the day he was finna go and end it, fucking all. And he ran into Jeffrey, and it just happened to turn out into a situation that. You know, it's like, listen, my family's gonna lose me one way or the other. <laughs> <laughs> they, they might as well lose me to to wealth <laughs> and to the fucking water.
1: <laughs> Jesus, I I don't. Uh, I'm trying to think, because um, the 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 equivalent would be if this stud came up to me and and wanted me to do this, and I just can't. I can't imagine. Even when I was in like the the throes of like financial difficulty, I just can't imagine something that a woman could have came up to me and said that where I would have been like, you know what? <laughs> this will take care of my problems. Like, eh, why not? Like I just, I can't imagine it. I can't. I just can't see it.
0: I don't know, man. I don't know. I feel like if somebody would have came up to you and was like, look, after all this wrap up, I'm gonna give you a check for hundred thousand dollars. And it'd only be three months. when you got to do nothing sexual, but I will we do got to make this look like a real relationship.
1: I just the the issues that that would cause with my. I don't think y'all would have cared. I think y'all would have been like, "Red is gay." Like I I don't think it would have been. I mean, it would have been a conversation, but I don't think it would have been a big deal. But the shit, the the ripple effect that that would have in my family, I just. That's a lot of fucking trouble.
0: <laughs> see, what what would have happened yeah. is you would have called me and told me, knowing that I was gonna keep it to myself, and yep. I I would have I would have played the role real good for your friend. <laughs> I would have made it seem like I was real. You was really into this shit and all that shit, and yeah. <laughs> and I would I would be like, I need a cut. I'm gonna <laughs> tell motherfucker. I'm gonna fuck your whole bag up.
1: Well, I know who not
0: to call if this ever comes up. Thank you. Nope, I'm I'm your best and worst option. <laughs> and you know, you know, I'll get the job done if it's gonna be done. You know it. You know I'll get the job done. It just gonna <laughs> come with some bullshit attached to it. I'm sorry. Oh my god. I'm okay. in, I, I'm impartial to you getting rich off of lies. <laughs> so I, it's gonna cost you. <laughs> If I got a lot too, it's gonna cost you. <laughs> it's just like if I gotta teach you how to be a dickhead and cheat on your wife, it's gonna cost you. <laughs> I don't care about your fucking moral hang ups. You can deal with the big man upstairs for that.
1: <laughs> oh Jesus. But yeah, I you know, I don't know how this one's gonna end. Like I said, the other guy that Jeffrey was with, they were together for some years and but it ended with old buddy having some uh mental health issues he just could not continue doing it <laughs> yeah so i don't know what that was costing him in the background him you know doing this shit. but jeffrey star just liked to get me in that like that he could be like look you know i'm i'm that bitch. like he wasn't even fucking with me in. <laughs> but yeah. i got him
0: <laughs> i got him so yeah i don't know Welp, that's all I got, and that's about all the time we got. Uh-huh. Uh, we are two hours and three minutes in. So.
1: Okay. Um, I don't think I really had that one. Oh, I mean, Salento, the Whip Nene boys, thought he locked up for having a, swinging a hatchet at people when he was looking for his girlfriend, so uh, that was a thing. And then R. Kelly got attacked in prison. Uh, which, I mean, who's surprised by that? Apparently, he was attacked because there are people still protesting outside of the prison that he's in, and every time they protest, the jail goes on lockdown, and the prisoners don't really like that shit. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Somebody fucked him up because they were tired of being on lockdown. Apparently, that was the story, I don't know. Now somebody came out and said that the government paid them to do it, which is much less believable than people got upset because they was on lockdown.
0: Well, that's what happened during fucking lockdown. Yeah. Stay the fuck home. Is that prisoners? Hmm. Stay They're the prisoners. fuck in your cell. <laughs> <laughs> Go out there and get Corona.
1: <laughs> oh, shit. But yeah, those are the only... Oh, and uh, what's the lady's names? These old people, old people, when they get, they just don't give a fuck. Jane Fonda was talking about she wanted to sleep with uh, Marvin Gaye and she regret not taking the opportunity that she had to fuck.
0: Well, damn. (laughs) It's sad that we won't learn so many stories about the people that we love until they gone. And sometimes we won't even get those stories. Like, it's a whole bunch of people that won't tell Charlie Murphy stories because they feel like it ain't their story to tell. You Even know. though they're the only one that had that information, but I guess that's just the nature of loss and knowing people that are celebrities and you know she not said being Marlo able to. Marlo Brando
1: really... was disappointed. Apparently Jane got a ram. She said, you know. Marlo Brando is the one that fucked um Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor and a bunch of other men. And women. He just was fucking people left and right, apparently. But she said he was it was a disappointing experience.
0: <laughs> but damn.
1: Damn! Yeah, you telling everything.
0: are mm, like super head. <laughs> Snitching on all these men. <laughs> even though they ain't got no business doing the shit they was doing. Well, some of them wasn't even in relationships. Yeah. But she still put their business out there. So some someone was doing shit that they should have been doing. Because they can. Because they grown as fuck. And she was just throwing them under like that. So that's fucked up. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Uh you got anything else on your mind, ma'am? I do not. All right. Well, until we come to next conversation. We out. I love uh...